Shalom everyone, Jason here. That's a group of Israeli soldiers singing the song Am Yisrael Chai, a folk tune made popular a few decades ago by the great Jewish musician Shlomo Karlbach. It means the Jewish people live, and that reference to the Jewish people is one of the ways we Jews have referred to ourselves for over 2,000 years. But we're also going to talk today about three other names that we use. Hebrews, Israelites, and of course, Jews. These three names denote a geographic, historical, and spiritual sense of who we are. So it's important to understand where these terms come from so that we can better understand how we see ourselves. Welcome to the third episode of Jew Ought to Know. <laughs> I would say to young people that we can do everyone our share to redeem the world. As I said in the first episode, this podcast is based around questions I frequently get asked on birthright Israel trips. I don't mean like, when are we going to get there? Or what are we doing tomorrow? Or when is lunch? As I've explained many times on the trip, before the trip, even after the trip, okay, it's the Jewish country. Eating is not like something we don't do. Anyway, one of the most common questions I get is, why are we called Jews? What does the word Jew or Judaism even mean? So there's actually a pretty straightforward answer, but we're talking about Jewish history, so why make anything easy? Let's answer this question by going all the way back to the beginning and starting with the term Hebrews. The first real mention of a specific label for our people comes from the book of Genesis. If you're following along, which I expect you are, it's chapter 14, verse 13. Abraham, the founder of Judaism, is referred to as Abraham the Hebrew. So before we were known as anything, before we were known as Israelites or Jews or anything else, we were known as Hebrews. What does Hebrew mean? And the answer is... Nobody really knows for sure. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Talk to you another time. Okay, actually, you're not getting off that easily. Sorry, you're going to need to stick around for a few more minutes. If we go by the traditions written in the Bible, then we can say that the Hebrews were the direct descendants of a guy named Shem. Who is Shem? So you remember the story of Noah and the flood. You probably know the story. If you don't know it, that's okay. We're going to talk about it at another podcast. I love the flood story, so I'm very excited for that podcast. But anyway... Noah survived the flood with his family, and one of his sons' name was Shem. And if we go down through the ancestral tree listed in the Bible, we eventually land on Abraham's father, and then of course Abraham himself, who, as I just mentioned, is the first person labeled as a Hebrew. We can also say from the Bible that the Hebrews come from outside of the land of Canaan. Canaan is the ancient term from the land that is today made up of modern Israel. So if you look at a map of modern Israel, Canaan is roughly that area. Abraham's ancestral home was the city of Ur, which is in present-day Iraq, which he left at God's instruction to make his way across Mesopotamia to Canaan. And in exchange for making this journey, God promises to invest Abraham as the father of a future great nation, the Hebrews. Or, as we called ourselves on my high school trip to Israel, the Brews. I still have the t-shirt. So that is the band. I mean, 
It is really amazing what you will find on YouTube. Uh, that is the uh, early 1990s punk rock band NoFX singing the song The Bruise, which, man, I really remember from like 1994, 1995. Um, anyway, that's so that's what the Bible tells us about the origins of the Hebrews. That's the Bible. Archaeologists have found a variety of inscriptions from a range of sources mentioning a people in ancient times called the Habiru or Apiru. These inscriptions are from around the year 1800 before the Common Era. The Egyptians, the Akkadians, and the Sumerians all mention these Habiru people and describe them as nomads or outlaws or rebels or slaves or migrant workers or sometimes just very basically as foreigners. Specifically in the case of the Egyptian sources, these Habiru or Apiru people are described as people who invaded the land of Canaan. Some scholars have also traced the word Hebrew to a root that means to go over or the other side. When we add that info to what we know about the Habirus, it could be a description for a group of people who left or rejected their ancestral home and became nomads before a group of them finally settled in an area of Canaan around Jerusalem. As the historian Paul Johnson notes in his foundational book, A History of the Jews, Abraham may have been a chief of one of these Habiru immigrant groups that invaded Canaan. So for many people, the archaeological evidence seems to line up with the biblical traditions. Of course, other scholars say forget it. The evidence is way too obscure to make this connection. So we can't be totally sure about the origins of the term Hebrew, but we do know that we have been applying it for over 2,500 years to the earliest Jews. The book of Genesis soon offers us another name by which we can identify ourselves, Israel. You might already be familiar with the basic outline of the story. Abraham's grandson Jacob, the last of the three forefathers of Judaism, found himself alone at night in the wilderness. And there he wrestled with a man until dawn. And at dawn, the man asked to be released, but not before Jacob demanded that this man bless him. So he did, and he blessed Jacob by changing his name from Jacob to Israel because, the man said, he had striven with both God and man and had prevailed. From this, Jacob concluded that he had been fighting with God all night long, which is why we today interpret the word Israel to mean someone who has wrestled with God. So, Israelites, or the children of Israel, or the people of Israel, all describe a people who descended from Jacob. But of course, it's not just a genealogical description. It's also meant to describe our nature, as people who have wrestled with and continue to wrestle with God as part of our enlightened struggle to understand our covenant. This brings us to the third term, Jews. Now Jacob, or as he's known now, Israel, had 12 sons, and each son became the spiritual and ancestral head of a tribe. So there are 12 tribes of Israel, and one of the sons was named Judah. Fast forward several hundred years. Don't worry about the history, we're going to come back to it later on. Once the Jews had been freed from slavery in Egypt and led by Moses to the promised land of Canaan, they divided up the territory amongst these 12 tribes. The tribe of Judah received territory that included 
present-day Jerusalem, the desert along the Dead Sea, and a chunk of today's Negev Desert. For you birth riders, this is where you rode camels and slept in the Bedouin tent. Although it was fun, it's probably not the kind of legacy that the original Judah was looking to leave, but anyway, here we are. So, to make a very, very long story short, these 12 tribes eventually coalesced around one king, King David, who was then the leader of the tribe of Judah. This was about the year 1000. And to skip over even more history, Judah was the longest lasting tribe of the 12, and also the longest lasting territory of ancient Israel, until it was finally conquered by the Babylonians in the year 586 BCE. Yet its territory was still referred to as variations on Judah for hundreds of years. Most famously, the Romans called this area Judea. It was the Roman province of Judea. So the term stuck. So if you were a member of the tribe of Judah, called in Hebrew Yehuda, you were a Judean, or later a Judean, which by the time you translate into English from stops in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, Latin, Old French, and Middle English becomes Jew, Judaism, Jewish, all relates to the tribe, people, and territory of Judah. And that brings us back to our recording of the Israeli soldiers singing Am Yisrael Chai. While Hebrew, Israelite, and Jew describe various geographic, ethnic, and religious origins, for more than 2,000 years, we have referred to ourselves simply as Am Yisrael, the people of Israel. There was this amazing Jewish educator, Avraham Infeld, who I actually saw recently speak at my office. And if he is somehow listening to the, this podcast, that would blow my mind. But if you are, Avraham, please call me or email me or something so we can hang out and talk. But anyway, he always discusses the issue of Jewish peoplehood. And he talks about how we always understood our individual Jewish selves as belonging to a people. One of the most powerful notions in Jewish tradition, something that we're going to talk about more, is the idea that we were all present at Mount Sinai to receive the Jewish law. Those who were living, those like us who were not yet born, all of us. And since we were all there together, and we saw and heard the same things together, we are bound together as a people, no matter our particular diversity. This notion of peoplehood is what kept us together as Jews despite being scattered around the world for the last 2,500 years. Judaism, in this sense, isn't a religion. It's the cultural expression of our Jewishness. It was really only in the last couple hundred years of modernity that we started to parse this notion of peoplehood into various labels. Judaism and Jews as a religion or a race or an ethnicity or a nation but these are new constructs and not at all how we understood ourselves throughout our history. As we look back to the traditions described in the Bible around Abraham and Jacob and the archaeological evidence that suggests we were some kind of distinct society in and around the ancient land of Canaan, we understand that to see ourselves as a peoplehood is to ascribe a greater sense of power and purpose to ourselves as individual Jews. As the great Jewish writer, thinker, and Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel said when asked to offer his opinion on who is a Jew, he said, A Jew is someone who ties his or her destiny to the Jewish people. That is a Jew. I'm Yisrael, I'm Yisrael.
thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you learned something interesting. Uh, in the next few episodes, we're going to start talking about the Bible. What's in it, who's in it, what's true, all the good stuff. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We're not pushing belief here at Jew I Don't Know. We're pushing knowledge. And hopefully taking you a bit out of your comfort zone with all this Jewish talk. Either way, talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.